1: We did speak about it on this program. England's baseball went to just crazy new highs in that first test mauling of New Zealand, highlighted by that day one declaration and incredible bowling performance late on day one with the pink ball. White Ferns cricketer and commentator for Spark Sport, Frankie McKay, was there at Bay Oval and she might just be getting ready for uh, for matters at the basin for this second test starting tomorrow as well. Frankie, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Oh, no worries at all. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Now, I say the second test is due to start tomorrow, which it is, but I was just reading it just before you came on air with us here this morning that uh, Mother Nature might not be playing ball with us, so I think a bit of rain about, is there?
0: Yeah, there is, unfortunately. Yeah, there's been uh, the last couple of days, it's been a a little sprinkling of showers at the Basin Reserve, so the covers are on today, and then, unfortunately, I think we're, we're forecast for some rain the next three days, but hopefully... Fingers crossed it's not three washouts. It's just three of those niggly on and off days, on and off. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that there'll be some play going on. And I'd like to
1: think that us Australians are pretty hopeful that you'll actually stick it to them a little bit because we've got the Ashes series coming up in a few months. And uh, to be honest, you're not doing us any favours at the moment, Frankie. What What is going on over there, please?
0: Playing them into form, oh, I it think looked, so. looked a little bit like that after the first test. Look, I actually think that they they played fantastically well. I think that they it almost felt like every little string they pulled, it was the right time to pull it, the right way to pull it. That just everything kind of fell their way. I think any time you play a pink ball test, there's a little bit of, of still unknown around the exact tactics for it. But just the pace in which they batted allowed them to be bowling both times under lights. I'm sure there's a couple of lads in that New Zealand side who are a little short of runs who are pretty desperate to get a few runs on the board and would just be sitting in the dressing room thinking, you've got to go out and bat under lights again against yeah. some of the best team bowlers going going around. So the timing of that was was the interesting thing, especially, I guess, for New Zealand's second innings around how they could how they could manufacture that. I think in in actual fact, they had to slow down a little and try and take a little bit of time out of the game to to allow themselves the best bowling conditions. So whatever they did, they did well and it might be a little bit of a a different challenge at the Basin Reserve. It's not so batter friendly generally there. So it'll be interesting to see how those aggressive tactics come off and and whether they can match those fast scoring rates.
1: So the appetite's there for the test though, isn't it, among the locals? I mean, I know the Basin, it's a beautiful ground, uh, not the biggest, but tickets sold out for the first three days. So, the interest is there is the optimism still there? What's the mood like among the the cricket loving locals in, in new zealand frankie after after that first test
0: oh i think I think the appetite is definitely there. I think we've loved having the Barmy army come over yeah. and, and the Trump to you know rally the the troops but uh no i I think there's still there is some optimism there we We like the basin reserve it's a ground that's that's definitely been very kind to the New zealand side i think the last five test matches I think it's four wins and a draw for New Zealand and, and three of those wins by an innings as well. So it's it's an interesting one. It's often a place we like to take touring teams first up and, and have a crack at them. A bit like you guys if you you take people down to the Gabber and say good luck. But <laughs> um yeah, I think there is a little bit of a little bit of optimism. I think everyone, even the English fans I think are still waiting for the day that bears all doesn't quite go right. So, turning up to a ground where this season first-class cricket every team's bowled first and no team uh, in the first innings has got past two-two-five. So I think it's a little bit of one of those that that even if the Black Caps have to go out and bat first, they're, they're going to try and just grind through it. They're going to bat their, their way. They've been very much. They've come out in the media and talked a lot about not getting caught up in the baseball hype. They're just determined to go out there and, and try and bet for long periods of time, put the h- partnerships together. They've done it well at the basin before they've had a lot of success there. I think Kane Williamson averages something ridiculous, like 65 or 66. So yeah. it, it's, there's a method there, which I think that even the public are, are looking forward to seeing. And I think everyone's just waiting for Bears ball to go wrong. And if it's going to go wrong, it's going to be at a green one at the base and it's been undercover for a few days with bowlers nipping it around corners and saying, are you prepared to bat the same way? Yes, you are. A little bit of ego plays into it. And then before you know it, a lot of sides have found themselves in trouble there, especially sides that have tried to help themselves out of trouble.
1: It is so fascinating, isn't it? Uh, it's done wonders for test cricket from the interest point of view. I mean, that's probably why we are speaking this morning. And they've won 10 of their last 11 tests. They're on an absolute roll. They're chock full of confidence, as you say. And yet at the same time, there's that always that that feeling that when it goes wrong, it's going to go spectacularly wrong. And you touched on it there, Frankie, but there must be a temptation from other teams like New Zealand when they're playing uh, Baz McCullum's England um, to mimic it and sort of try to be something that they're not it's, it's quite an interesting sort of psychological wrestle I'd imagine
0: oh of course you can't help but get caught up in the hype a little bit I think and its it's also just the the natural tempo that the game tends to take. I, I think even there's a few members of that English side itself who get caught up in it. Joe Root is probably one. The <laughs> way I mean, he's got over 10,000 test runs, and, and he's now coming out and saying, yeah, maybe he haven't quite got the tempo always right, and I'm trying to work out exactly what my role is in this team. And, and to have a guy who's played for so long and to be then sitting there with questions over, how's my best way to go about playing? How am I best to try and push the result on what's best for the team? Generally, when you've got guys that have scored 10,000 test runs, they're, they're pretty sure and pretty sold on, on how they want to go about things. So, yeah, it's a really intriguing one. I, I don't think that the top order, especially of New Zealand, will be doing anything too drastically different. I think there's a couple in there who who need a score, and they need one pretty quickly as well to keep, the, mm. keep their, their, their place in the side. So I, I don't think they'll be searching for anything too different. But, yeah, I, I think that... They, that there has to be a little bit of, you know, imitation. There has to be sides around the world questioning, well, is this the best way to play? You know, the, the way that everyone's just got in behind bears ball, as much as the English lads and bears himself, say they hate the name. It's, it's what everyone's talking about. It's the way, it's the cricket everyone wants to watch. It's got eyes on all around the world and and that's only got to be positive for Test cricket. And then you see the fact, you know, they've won 10 of their last 11. You you have to start thinking, maybe this team's onto something. Maybe they're they're onto a winner. I'm not necessarily sure it's the, you know, just go out, crash bash wallet because it will. It'll have days that it goes spectacularly badly. It'll have days where it's an absolute train wreck. The English media will pile on at some point, no doubt. But, (laughs) I love the way that that Bears McCollum's gone about it. I love the way that whenever you interview the players, the the first thing they talk about is how much fun they're having, how enjoyable it is, how much they're looking forward to turning up to each day of training or each day of the game, and that's really refreshing. I think often. You know from players, you get a little bit of those media trained answers to, to just tell you, Yeah, we're doing our jobs and we're ticking the boxes and we're doing everything right. But these guys are, are genuinely enjoying what they do. And you got Jimmy Anderson, who's you know, he's 40 now, he's played for forever. He's He's going great guns. I think he's averaging 16 with the ball since um, Baz McCullum came on board. And you listen to the way he talks about the cricket. He's got a big, goofy smile on his face. And and for a large part of his career, he'd been the grumpy guy. So to think that that's how people can be enjoying their cricket, I think that's the aspect that teams will look to try and replicate. Whether that means everyone goes out and scores at five and a half and over, (laughs) I'm not quite sure, but it's... It's been fascinating
1: to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, and I, hey, look, I know obviously the New Zealand men's cricket team had some has had some real success in recent times. But and I know Baz has been in charge for a while now at England. But what's the mood around like about? Well, this you know potentially this could have been us. I mean, I know world cricket works differently, but and it's not far from unusual that you have um, foreign coaches coaching different countries and the like. But um, could they get him back? Would they want to get him back in time? Is there is there any sort of envy that um, that the Baz is doing this with with England?
0: Oh, I think if you talk to members of the public, absolutely. I think everyone's scratching their heads as why is this guy not in charge of our test side? What's going on there? And and the fact that he obviously has got some some white ball credentials and, mm. and he's done well with the white ball teams that he's had around the world as well. So, yep, there's definitely from from your punters they are they are keen to get him back in black as quickly as possible. But. It'll be interesting to see how that works. He, he played with still a lot of this test team. He'd been really involved with them. So, as to whether that's maybe a little bit too soon for him to come back into the dressing room, or, or maybe it's one of those things that you know, in in a couple of years' time when that England contract is up, that actually you know he's the number one coaching candidate on the list for the New Zealand side. I don't know, but I I think every I think every team will be having a look. To be really honest, I think every team that's the the enthusiasm around the game that they want, if it creates those even results in the short term, I I think every side around the world will be chasing Mm -hmm. it. So I'll be intrigued. I'll be intrigued as to how that plays out. And I'll be fascinated with what Baz wants to do as well, where he wants to go... Is he happy just looking after a test side? Does he want to be all three formats? Does he want to get back to white ball cricket? I don't know, but he certainly uh, is a great guy to have around and he's building one heck of a resume, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and it is amazing how uh, while Australia are getting cleaned up in India, we've all started talking more about the Ashes still with two tests to play over there. So um, we need uh, need some positive thoughts. Uh, Before we let you go, Frankie, I'm not sure if you've seen the wicket there at the basin. I know you've touched on its characteristics, but if you're winning the toss, what are you doing?
0: you're having a bowl. There's not even a question about it. Every team so far this year, first-class cricket has won the toss and and had a bowl first. It's pacey. It'll have a lot of bounce about it as well. It's, uh, It's green enough that if you walk around the basin, which is a... Wonderful cricket ground that actually operates as a roundabout as well, and when yeah. it's not, um, when it's not a playing day, members of the public can just use it as a as a walking thoroughfare. If you're walking around the edge of it, you'd struggle to tell it from the outfield. that's, yep. that's how green it is at the moment from the photos I've seen. And I actually heard a little rogue stat that I'm I'm not quite sure on, but I think it is going to be 10 years of international cricket that uh, teams have won the toss and had a bowl there. So. I don't think there'll be too much head scratching that'll be going on around what they do first, but there'll be some. I think there'll be some opening batters that'll be sitting there uh, watching the toss very eagerly to, to hope and pray that they won't be the ones having to put the pads on first.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez, if England do, uh, strap yourself in. It's going to be amazing and beautiful ground too, the base. I absolutely loved uh, spending some time there recently. Hey, Frankie, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate your insights this morning.
0: No worries. Thanks. Thanks very much. And hopefully will lot go a little bit better in the yeah. next week over in India <laughs> well,
1: too. It's only up from here, I reckon, uh, Frankie. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, there is uh, the Watford's cricketer and uh, commentator for Spark Sport. Uh, great to talk to her, Frankie McCarthy.